So, hello. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening in again. Had some very nice feedback again of, of some of my other podcasts. Episode zero has now reached 100 listeners, <laughs> which was um, surprising and nice. But then you look at how many millions there still are out there and I want more. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, yeah, I do, I do. Uh, if I'm really honest, I want more people to hear this because the the feedback that I've got from people that really have listened to more than just episode zero has been so positive, and so many people have commented that it's given them an impulse to try something again that they've tried in the past, or that they've actually tried to use some of the tips that I've expressed help me and yeah so if you think there's anyone who might want to listen to the the ramblings of a 61 year old cis white male which i've been criticized for saying as well then yeah spread the word share the links it'd be especially great if you could put a like on spotify or wherever there are those possibilities because that just pushes the chances of somebody just happening upon the podcast and not necessarily being sent a link but anyway that's enough ego polishing for now today's episode avoid stress at all costs is the title of the episode and as you might have gathered from some of the other titles up until now it's not what i think it's one of those things that you hear things that you read on spirituality um websites facebook posts or whatever but um again it needs context it needs to be put into a paragraph for that to make any sense whatsoever we've got this like negative perception of what stress is stress at its most basic level is absolutely absolutely essential to our survival up until now you know it is stress that's at the bottom of our most basic instincts you know the fight freeze flee <laughs> fuck fawn there's lots of them there is going to be a, a separate podcast on your lizard brain that supposedly that's where these impulses come from but yeah we'll get into that another time but the fact is that's a stress response if we didn't have that response we would have all been eaten our ancestors wouldn't have survived and even the very remote chance that we were going to be born anyway would also have been then deleted let's say so yeah my take on stress is that it's essential first of all it's obviously when it becomes so powerful that it's chronic that we constantly feel that we're under stress that our body because our body doesn't know the difference that's the problem our our body doesn't know the difference first of all between a perceived threat just one that we think is dangerous and a real threat the body's response is the same first of all you know your adrenal glands send out the adrenaline in your body you also have a, an adrenaline production separately in your brain and following that you have the cortisol which gets pumped out into your system from the same adrenal glands high levels of adrenaline and cortisol in the body for a long time are not good there's no doubt about that you know it can lead to all sorts of other 
problems. When you're in that high stress moment, it's actually that your immune system becomes even more effective for a short period of time. But the price of that is that when you're no longer in that stress or when you stay in that stress, that your immune system has to recuperate, has to rebuild, and you become susceptible to inflammation, to, yeah, all those horrible things that we don't want to bother about talking about at the moment. But there are so many positive aspects of stress, you know? It helps you improve your focus. You get tunnel vision, you also get tunnel hearing when you're experiencing stress which can lead to enhanced performance for example learning a new skill is also can also be stressful and again there the adrenaline that is produced can help your focus which aids you in learning those new skills and learning new skills helps to build self-confidence and it gives you a feeling of accomplishment so you're going to get dopamine and all those nice things as well from it so yeah move into the fear of i'll come to that in a moment move into the fear yeah of learning new skills also if you can perceive stress as something positive if you can just sort of turn your mind around and get away from the negative mindset of stress and the connections with stress and move into a more positive mindset then you can actually see stress as an opportunity for growth, of an opportunity to move forward. And moving forward is what I think we need to be doing all the time. You know, standing still, inaction, that's not so great. Moving forward is, I think, what we need. It's also something which can help build social connections. So if you are lucky enough to have someone that you work with on trying to yeah get over some kind of challenge whatever that may be whether that's just in a work environment whether that's in a, um, a relationship or whatever but if you're working with someone alongside someone in a stressful situation and you manage to overcome that challenge there's a bonding that takes place even without overcoming the challenge but that Consciously working with somebody else in a stressful situation will normally help with yeah social bonding. So yeah, there are definitely positive aspects of stress. Stress is something that we need uh, to develop, to exist, to survive. It triggers our safety responses. There are methods that we can use which are based on that stress response that work with the chemicals that are produced during that stress response, which can give us an advantage at times when um, we usually wouldn't have quite so much control, let's put it that way. So if you're confronted with a stressful situation, it's like 500 milliseconds, I think, something like that, before the adrenaline is already flowing. So there is really, there's not much time to think about that and that reaction, you know. It's for the most people that flood of adrenaline just triggers these automatic responses and that's where we get back to then this theory of the reptile brain and you have no control over it. That's not necessarily true. If you can train your body to 
be more aware of the fact that it's flooded with adrenaline at the moment. So you measure your response because you know how it feels to be full of adrenaline because you've produced you've you've because you have already triggered that adrenaline response purposefully in the past your body and your mind and your observer whoever you are now has the possibility to compare with that situation where yeah i know how to deal with this i know how to react when my body is full of adrenaline i can still take control of my actions when my body is full of adrenaline because i've rehearsed it basically so there's two really easy and quick methods that a lot of us have already probably heard of the first one is cold immersion so Wim Hof we've spoken about before briefly in connection with breath work because he has his breathing techniques but he also has this ice baths and if you take a cold shower or you jump in an ice bath or you submerse yourself just in cold water and there's that's the thing is there is a whole spectrum there you know don't be shocked by the thought of going from zero to a hundred and jumping into an ice cold ice bath you can prepare for that there's a way to move into that you know it's first of all what i started with is after i took a shower i would take a colder shower for a minute not a freezing cold shower i wouldn't just turn off the hot tap but taking a cold colder shower for a while and adapting my breathing to suit that so that not just holding your breath and being oh it's cold it's cold it's cold but actually consciously controlling your breathing during the time that you're taking this colder shower and just regularly increasing either the length of that cold shower or the coldness (laughs) of that cold shower until now i do a minute after each hot shower I do a minute of just cold water. Depends obviously where I am, how cold that water is going to be. Sometimes it can be very cold. But turning on that cold water, being aware that that cold water is going to hit you any moment now, but already being in control of your breathing. And Huberman, you've heard that name already, uh, Huberman says that if you can then, during that time, and I haven't got there yet, I'm still working on just controlling my breathing, staying calm, staying under the ice cold water. If you can actually try and practice then under that ice cold water, perhaps doing a a couple of simple math equations, maths equations or something like that, trying to remember a list of things that you've tried to imprint on your brain beforehand, whatever, some kind of mental exercise while you're also doing the cold bath the cold shower or whatever it trains your body it trains your body to be able to think cognitively even if your body is flooded with adrenaline when the shit hits the fan and (laughs) everything's gone pear-shaped then you'll be able hopefully to react in a more measured calm way you know and it's not going to work every time and there are situations where hopefully if you're just about to get hit by the falling piano and you look up and see it 
you're not going to stop and think about it. You're not going to take a moment. You're going to let your stress and your supposed reptile brain just take control and you're going to move, hopefully. Yeah. So as always, it's dependent on the situation, you know. And again, it just to go back to that, like it's this, your body is reacting with one system you have a stress system let's call it that i don't know if anyone would actually scientifically agree with that but you have like a stress system that gets triggered by stress whether that's perceived stress whether that's real stress and so the next step is perhaps to think about this perception you know what do i perceive as a threat there are things which again it's just a basic trigger and there's not really much thinking involved but sometimes we create that stress just because we let our minds race away with some story of how terrible something's going to turn out or how many people are against us or what a fuck up we've been or whatever and we put ourselves then into the stressful situation our body doesn't know that that's just your thoughts your body reacts with its basic stress program another way of triggering the adrenaline release the cortisol release and the the stress reaction from your body is with cyclic hyperventilation which is basically <laughs> just this panting breathing basically so that you begin to hyperventilate puts your body in a stressful situation and again then try in those situations with that amount of adrenaline flooding through your body to try and have some kind of cognitive rational thoughts at the same time it's not something i've necessarily tried i do breath work but the breath work that i do isn't really for me stress related i don't feel like i'm someone that is especially susceptible to stress apart from the stress that I cause myself primarily through my ADHD yeah I don't think I want to get into ADHD yeah so there are there are definitely advantages to triggering that stress response and as I spoke earlier about moving to the fear there's a guy called David Goggins who's just a machine uh, an incredible incredible body and the mind to have built that body he's a, an ex-navy seal he was overweight and stressed and depressed and has turned his whole life around and has become like i say this machine basically and he talks about moving into the fear which is something that i really have taken on board and has made a huge difference for me the practice is that you try to be conscious of the things of the the thoughts that come up about things you could possibly do that feel a bit uncomfortable you know it's not about ignoring fears it's not about thinking there's a threat to life and oh fuck it i'll do it anyway but maybe you're sitting on the sofa and you know there's a pile of washing up to be done and you think about doing the washing up and it's no oh, i don't really want to if you can actually get up at that moment go into the kitchen start doing the washing up it has lots of very powerful consequences first of all 
you are always awarded when you move forward when your stress is at a high level when your adrenaline levels are high when your cortisol levels are high and you actually move forward in some way you move into whatever it is that's causing the stress instead of just observing it or freezing or whatever your body already starts to reward you get dopamine for a start off and your body begins to reward the fact that you've moved into that stress again you have this effect of accomplishment so yeah now i've done the washing up and it feels good because the washing up's done and that it feels good because the washing up's done it's also chemical you know it's also going on in your brain the great thing is that you slowly build up then this possibility always looking at what feels a little bit uncomfortable what can i move into why does it feel a little bit uncomfortable when again the shit hits the fan your stress threshold is first of all much higher your capabilities to react are much clearer and much more conscious because in those difficult situations you've trained yourself to deal better with a more stressful situation that perhaps just pops up from somewhere and the thing is that's always of of producing stress using the advantages of stress but obviously there is real stress you know the stress of not knowing if you're going to lose your job the stress of a difficult relationship the stress if you're a child of not having a caregiver who can fill all your needs all of those things are real stresses in our lives and um, it's important to also work on methods of reducing that stress <laughs> one of the <laughs> most efficient ways and this is not a tip one of the most efficient ways of reducing stress is to eat carbohydrates i just learned this a couple of days ago but basically yeah if you've got a full stomach a satisfied full stomach or stress hormones get released i mean but we all know what the consequences of that is going to be don't we more carbohydrates to stop your stress and you quickly move into chubbiness and then obesity so yeah not really a not really a good way of dealing with it long term interesting to know you know perhaps for situations where it would be really good just to shut that stress down for a couple of hours or an afternoon or whatever have a nice meal i mean that's comfort food isn't it yeah i don't know if everybody's familiar with what comfort food is comfort food for me is chicken soup spaghetti bowl and apple crumble is definitely a comfort food fried rice fried rice is a comfort food so for me it's just things that just warm me that i can just spoon in that give me pleasure as i'm eating them as long as i ignore the consequences of eating them so yeah comfort foods a great way to really stress but only short term and now and then it's not any kind of sensible tip other than that but there are many others so it's relatively obvious is meditation that you can reduce stress levels through meditation there is an episode which i've already done on meditation and my journey to where i am now with meditation dancing 
and especially conscious dance like five rhythms or bio dancer or static dance trance dance whatever all of those but just dancing just for the sheer hell of it and just for the fun of it it's a great way to release stress shake it all out baby uh, so sport is quite a good way to reduce stress levels I think the important thing, and perhaps this is just me, you know, this is just because my bias is a little bit against sport. I do actually go to the gym now once a week, sometimes twice a week if I can. And that's great. I, I find it really interesting the difference between coming out of a training and being sweaty and exhausted or coming away from dancing and feeling sweaty and exhausted. And that's two very different body feelings for me in in those two cases but um the important thing i think with sport is that um you have to be careful i mean also with with dancing i guess but you have to be careful i think with sport not to overdo it you know there is an addictiveness to sport which can lead to yeah causing more physical damage than anything else because you then you begin to ignore pain which is always I think a bad thing you know there's people <laughs> who don't agree with me and who are of the opinion that sitting through the pain of a two-hour meditation without moving is in some way beneficial I don't personally believe that I think movement is better I think meditation has a value but I think there's there's no win in the suffering that goes along with hours and hours of meditation but again just my opinion there's thousands and thousands of monks that will absolutely disagree but that's okay breath work again just to come back to that there's different breath work techniques which deal with stress and there is one very important breath work exercise which really it, it isn't a breathwork exercise. It's used sometimes in breathwork. I picked up the technique again from Andrew Huberman. It's called the psychological sigh. And it's basically a system in our bodies that's there from childhood on. So it's you breathe in very deeply through your nose. I'll explain it this way. You breathe in very, very deeply through your nose, as deep as you can. And when you've got all that breath inside you, then you take just one more breath through your nose. And then let it all out in one big out breath. It's called the psychological sigh, as I say. It's what we do when we are crying as kids, you know. And what we do sometimes subconsciously, just when we're feeling a little bit stressed. Then. Um, <laughs> sounds ridiculous doesn't it but yeah it works it works it's absolutely amazing how quickly it has an effect on your body so just doing it once immediately has an effect on the amount of cortisol and the amount of uh, um, adrenaline that you've got if you can do that for like four or five minutes it has the calming effect of supposedly according to Huberman it has the same stress-reducing effects as 20 minutes of meditation. So, yeah, all you people who don't think you've got time to meditate, that's a, a good way to compensate a little bit. 
the psychological side. I'll come back to that when I do my episode on breathwork. I already know how to breathe, as it's going to be called. So I think to round this episode up, first of all, stress is not negative. Stress is absolutely essential. We're used to seeing the word stress in big red capital letters with an exclamation mark after it combined with then a great tip on how you can spend money to reduce your stress i've I've perhaps given you a couple of tips that don't cost any money you can dance at home you don't have to go anywhere to dance you can have a cold shower at home you can do the psychological sigh at home you can meditate at home it all doesn't cost a penny some of it just takes a little bit of time some of it like the cold showers that's going against some of your basic instincts <laughs> in some way and so that one takes a little bit more work but as i've said you can move into that gradually don't just go jumping into ice cold baths straight away it's not probably maybe you'll love it but it's probably going to be so horrible and cold and stressful even the great feeling that you have when you get back out isn't going to compensate in your brain for how horrible it was and so build up to it slowly that's what worked for me um and i love a cold shower (laughs) so yeah as always until next time take care and be kind so yeah i think the most important thing that i want to say with this podcast episode is stress is not necessarily negative it's absolutely essential that we have stress in our lives we've become conditioned because we're so used to seeing the word stress written in block red capitals with an exclamation mark after it usually in an advert for something we can spend money on to reduce our stress That money that you spend to reduce your stress, you have to earn somewhere. Earning money is, unfortunately for lots of people, (laughs) one of their basic sources of stress. So yeah, there's a few opportunities to take other action to prepare yourself for stress and deal with stress if it's already there. So yeah, don't throw your money away. I'm sounding like a tight old miser. Don't throw your money away on stress release systems. Just have a breathe, have a dance, and have a sit. That's all you need. So with that great wisdom, until next time, (laughs) take care and be kind.